listening to episode 291 of the Major Issues Podcast. In this episode, we review RIPD for its 10-year anniversary and talk a little bit about some news and some speculation. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I'm not alone, I am joined by the amazing, the spectacular, the incredible, the downright uncanny, a Rob the Marvel God, let the people hear you. Yo, 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 what's good? And always, I appreciate the amazing introduction. Oh, my God. Oh, it's all kingly inside. Absolutely deserving of it. We are here, and we come here each and every week to talk about the latest and greatest things to come to comic book, comic book media. But there's been a strike. So <laughs> while we will tap on uh, and tag in on some of these uh, new releases, stuff like uh secret invasion the marvels and stuff we're gonna have some holes in the schedule that we will be filling as creatively as possible uh this week is one of those where we are going to go back because we are gonna have hugh jackman and ryan reynolds in the same film for the very first time with deadpool 3 but until then, I thought it would be pretty interesting to go back and find out because last week we covered the Wolverine for his 10-year anniversary. It's kind of ironic that in 2013, right. uh, in 2013, Hugh Jackman is cementing his legacy in comic book movies and Ryan Reynolds is still trying to find his footing in comic book movies because uh, we're reviewing the 10-year anniversary of r.i.p.d a film i had never seen and you're gonna have to wait a bit longer to find out how i felt about it uh before we get into any of that kind of stuff i wanted to know because i know you have a very important task you are the watcher himself you look through the multiverse of scuttlebutt news rumors and speculation (laughs) to find the very best and sometimes even juiciest pieces of comic book and comic book media news. So without further ado, here is a Rob the Marvel God with the news. Yo, what is happening? What is going on in the Marvel world, the DC world, or just in general, the comic book world? Well, the finale for Secret Invasion has finally dropped and man, it is crazy. Spoiler free. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Spoiler yes. free. We it, it it it's up. It's pretty short. You know, like most finales nowadays. But it it is a nice chef's kiss finale for the character of Nick Fury for this chapter of his life going forward. Yeah, yeah. And I finally appreciated the nice uh, exposure we got to scroll life and culture in the way they are. I guess uh, after Captain Marvel or post blip or post snap. Yeah. It's good seeing that. And, you know, again, in line with the spy thriller, you know, motif of it all. I loved it. Loved it in in Cap. Loved it in Black Widow. And I'm loving it here. Yeah. It's great. It's a great show, you guys. Don't mind the AI theme. (laughs) (laughs) We're just experimenting. They just want to. They be cool like everyone else is using AI. So they're like, hey, we were cool too, so we're going to use AI. But it's all the backlash. 
You're not going to do it ever again. They learned their lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one time and thing. I, and again, it was topical for this. We spoke about it when it dropped, you know, like it, yeah. it fits the motif of this show, but I get what's going on, especially in the dicey um, world that we live in now, especially with the strikes and stuff going on and whether or not people are getting compensated yeah. fairly if they're, pay- if they're not paying an AI and they're just typing in, you know, scrolls and bombings and president right. <laughs> getting that whole video, then yeah. They make they, it look like not- Starry Night. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, then, you know, but I will say that this is possibly the most uh, personality they've ever given the scrolls, even in comics, really. Like, I feel like they're pretty one note across the board, shape shifting villains, yeah. you know? Um, the most. Literally, in-depth- as I read them in the comics, I literally hear them like, we're the scrolls, we're going to take over Earth in the name of the, in the scroll empire and scrollless. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. Yeah, pretty one note. Yeah, but in this, you know, we we see traditions, we see the language, we see, you know, we hear about the the what kind of culture they had as a people, and now they're nomadic, they're on Earth, and you know how that falls. There's a bunch of allusions to the immigrant experience, and a bunch of allusions to certain cultures being chewed up and spit out by the government when they're needed. Um, I mean, yeah. there's some some of the stuff that that is spoken about in this by scrolls can be applied to uh, Elijah Bradley, you know? Uh, it's like, it's the same, you know, use them and then throw them out when, when you're done with them kind of stuff. Right, um, a little bit. And the show puts, the show, like I feel like almost every other show that's been coming out recently and like the films, we're putting, we're no longer playing chess or we're playing like five chess boards at the same time. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there's so much out there. The Ten Rings is still out there. The new Ten Rings, right? It's still out there. We have scrolls on Earth currently. You know, we see that they're doing stuff in space, as we see in the Marvels. And uh, you know, we there's an the entire underwater statue out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Yeah, there's 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 Eternals being judged by the most cosmic, you know, uh, judge out there. You have an entire underwater civilization <laughs> uh, going on down there. You know, that like it's. <laughs> It's getting packed, man, and I want to see if uh, they, they're ready for the culmination of all that kind of stuff. A, a lot of people who have kind of noped out are missing out on some of the biggest world building that this franchise has ever done. Going Expanding yeah. across countries, planets, races, religions, when you think about stuff in Moon Knight and Kanchu and, and the afterlife there. Yeah, and um, whole ideologies, ideas, things are just conceptual that you can't physically touch. The Hulk just- has a son! <laughs> the Hulk is walking around with a whole ass son in Hulk right? form. And we've not ta- talked which, about it, addressed it. What you got for me, brother? Oh, no, we're going to address it. Speaking of which, Young Avengers oh, no. is officially coming through, and Scar is going to be recruited for the team with his father, Hulk, basically being the, you know, yeah, you can have him. He's not doing nothing because Kate Bishop, <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, rumor is that Kate Bishop is going to recruit Miss Marvel at the end of the Marvels to help form the Young Avengers alongside uh, also grabbing uh, uh, not Elijah but Isaiah Bradley Mm -hmm. yeah I can see that yeah and also another rumor well not even a rumor it's confirmed that the Hulk will appear in Brave New World so, hey, shout out to seeing the Hulk fight 
another famous <laughs> Hulk fight, Hulk versus Red Hulk, because we got the Hulk versus the Hulk Buster in Age of Ultron. So you know what? Hey, calling it. I'm I'm recalling it right here. Red Hulk versus the Hulk is going down in Brave New World. And it's being toted as one of the biggest like films with the most amount of characters in it next to Infinity War and Endgame. And those movies were jam-packed with basically every character in the franchise. So this movie, saying that, this movie is going to be a lot. A lot. And we already know it's going to have a lot in it. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's any reservations about whether or not they think Sam can hold up his own film. Um, I mean, Civil War had a bunch of people in it anyway, and Chris Evans was great in that. So I guess it's not it's not an outright commentary on you know what they think the strengths are. But when you talk about the Hulk stuff, we already had it confirmed um, that uh, Samuel Stern was going to be in this film, right? The leader. Yep. Um, he's going to be the main antagonist. Mr. Uh, Blue. You know, what was his? He was Mr. Blue, right? And the other guy was Mr. Green. Yep. He was Mr. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I could totally see him in Ross's ear, like, "Hey, bro. I mean, you know, there ain't no one's out there. I got some some juice in the crib. Ooh, <laughs> Look at his big ass head. I hope he has the big ass head too. I hope I hope they don't retcon that man. I hope he has the big ass head. I hope the CGI for it is just you know you know you know a lot of fans would be out with the CGI. I hope it's yeah. just not like Modoki looking or Mega Mega Mind looking. Yeah, yeah." I, and I do not wonder what this brave new world is because again, there are everything's kind of been a shit show since the blip, you know, with yeah. the stabilizing of governments and 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 uh, terrorist organizations, stuff like the flag smashers, etc. Like you still have the whatever has happened because of WandaVision, like and not WandaVision, um, multiverse of madness with Carmitage. Like people, there's, there's a lot of people. I feel like gearing up for something and i'm worried about what that something is and i'm worried about what brave new world means i, w I wonder what changes in the marvel universe that we know that makes it new that makes it brave um and i'll be interested in seeing uh, what, how our characters get there it is going to be game changing definitely they say it will be just as game changing as civil war was and Civil War was pretty game-changing because that was literally the reason why Thanos won. The Avengers were split up. Yeah. They fought on two fronts and they lost. It's also personally <laughs> my favorite MCU film, bro. Like, Same. Civil War is my jam. <laughs> it's my jam. I still get to moments and I'm like, it's still... Even I, even though I know it's coming, it still hits. Like, every Dude, single time. All those chase. moments. The yeah. foot chase. Just my... My, that's my favorite scene. That matter of fact, the whole scene from when Cap and Bucky are talking inside their little safe house all the way until they, uh, you know, you guess what, Cap, you're a criminal. Just from that moment to that moment, the whole scene is just my favorite moment next to the airport battle. Yeah, it's it's so good, and I think it works well. And then we, and like you almost forget that it's like a backdoor pilot to Black Panther. Like you, I right? got, you're like, oh wow, and Spider Man. <laughs> yep, and Spider-Man, fresh face, both of those guys, fresh face. I mean, we're three years away from the 10, no, oh, yeah, 10-year anniversary of Civil War? Yeah. Holy hell, that, damn! Right? What? MCU what was young here? back then. Like, MCU, you didn't think about it like that. The MCU was kind of young when you say it like that. Like, we're almost 10 years to some of these 2016, 2015 movies. Like, oh, my God. Absolutely bonkers. But, I mean, they all, all their success, you know. Uh, they deserve 
these actors, these writers, and again, if you care about their success, pay them correctly so we can get some of this uh, this stuff off the ground. Um, we got chewed out for being negative by posting that um, Blue Beetle is not tracking very well. Uh, apparently, we were told we were putting out negativity, and then today it came out that, <laughs> according to calculations, it may make close to sixty million in its, its entire theatrical run. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh. I'm not. I'm not doing this, man. Again, I'm not. I, they did it to themselves, and they've been doing it to themselves. So at this point, I got right. no sympathy. I want to see it. I'm here, I, right? Like I'm going to go see it too. Like we're just here to report the facts. That's all. <laughs> or, and just you know to let you know what's up and up, what's going on. And, that's all. And right, and it's you know apparently Blue Beetle isn't what's going on right now. Nah. <laughs> Nah, and I, People like I said, I hope it does well. On the horizon, right? It, and Same. there's another one. This was a this is a one similar to Armor Wars, where it was originally going to be streaming. It was going to be a streaming scenario, right? Movie, remember? Yeah. Um, mm. Then they tanked Batgirl, and oh. <laughs> decided they're going to come through with this. And again, I hope it's really good. But thing, if, if bringing back Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones didn't make money. You know what I'm saying? Like some of this stuff, the math isn't mathing anymore. Like they used to think, oh, franchise that's made money before actor that is famous and makes money, put all that together. Hopefully we get something. Now it's just, it's Mario. It's Barbie. It's, these are the things (laughs) blowing up the box office and the world is kind of getting tired of a certain kind of superhero movie, certain kind of comic book movie. Um, obviously I'm in the bag for this stuff, so I'm not going anywhere, but yeah, I think crazy Mm. Transformers, Barbie, Spider-Man, and what else is another property that's in Mario. These are things that we grew up with as children, as kids, and they are killing at the box office. So like you said, the math, they don't understand the math. We, we understand what we want, but and it's yeah. nostalgia, but it's like evolved, mutated, but in a good way, nostalgia. Something yeah. that was old, but revamped, re-energized, innovated to be brand new. Because who would have thought to see a live-action Barbie movie nowadays and it would hit? All you have to do is yeah. cast it right and give it a good plot. And then boom. There, yeah. it, is. there it is. It's it's my theory that majority of these things that do well have good bones right like they like the 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 core to them is great to the point that they last as long as they have i think of detective pikachu right pokemon is still going strong because the bones of it are good so if you're able to adapt that faithfully there's already a built-in fan base for it i don't care who you my mom knows who super mario is you understand? Like, man, you've seen Mario. You know who Mario is. Same thing with Barbie. Even if you never owned one, you understand what that property is. And I think, right. um, I think some of those things, uh, they've become the comfort food of this generation, because, like, again, the bones of it was always good. But imagine if it was brighter. If if the if the graphics were better. If if it was longer. If it was taken more seriously. These are the things our generation, I think, want from cinema um and it's also because i feel like for a very long time you know correct me if i'm wrong hollywood was just trying anything for a while and nothing was really hitting until the mcu came 
and then and then it became like whoa and then they wrote this and they'll write every, anything to the ground rumor is they have 43 different um properties that they're getting ready to green light under mattel especially considering how much money barbie's making right now i think it's right now 400 million dollars halfway yeah, to a striking. billion dollars um already in its first two weeks or something like that so it's yeah bonkers um they're trying to do a viewfinder movie they're trying to do a uno movie they're trying to do a hot wheels movie and they just cast it for the Polly pocket movie <laughs> it's insane that sounds insane what Absolutely what is the insane. uno movie I really hope the Uno movie is a horror movie, <laughs> like on some jigsaw. Uh, death every, game. Everyone says that they wanted to be super dark. Because that, that's the that's the great that will be the great spin on these game like toy like movies. Like it's just people are in these rip that I can see some of these, but Mattel what 40, 40 plus projects. I mean, I know uh, I have a lot of board games, but damn. Yeah, and it's like uh, I heard that the original um, Uno thing was going to be like a high risk heist movie. I'm like, what does that mean? How <laughs> does that mean? I need to wait for uh, the casting for that because that's going to give me a good inkling of how that movie's going to go. <laughs> uh, whoa, I see. According to this, J.J. Abrams is going to be doing the Hot Wheels movie. <laughs> so it's going to be in space. <laughs> they're doing and a lot of a lot of lens flare. They're they're gonna do Hot Wheels and they're gonna do um, what's the other one? The other, it's cars though. Hot Wheels cars, and Hot Wheels. Uh, someone help us out, Lord. I don't want to say NASCAR. I know, right? uh, no, it's a Hot Wheels. A, car toys. Hot, I can't figure it out. <laughs> Let me see. Hot Wheels movie. What are some other car toys? 2025, brands? apparently. Um, it's always yeah, it was been a... Hot Wheels for me. <laughs> uh, yep, Jane J. Abrams says his Hot Wheels movie will be grounded. This is as of July uh, 3rd, so about three weeks uh, ago. He, he was already uh, talking yeah. about his Hot Wheels movie. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels movie will be emotional, grounded. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's the Hot Wheels movie different from the like Fast and the Furious or Need for Speed or any of that kind of stuff? How do you differentiate? I I assume they make the crazy ass tracks that you were able to build in our living rooms growing up. <laughs> they have like a- they race on those. With all the loops and the things that make them go faster and faster, like on, I hope it's like live action F Zero. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. It's not like speed, like speed race, like something that's just bonkers. Yeah, like just off the wall. Like why not just <sighs> go balls deep? That that's what made Hot Wheels so cool is because of the the racetracks you were able to race your cars on. Like just you know, do that. <laughs> I'm looking now. Apparently, they've oh Matchbox. Matchbox was the other one. Matchbox at Hot Wheels are being greenlit okay. for films. I can see and how so, a Matchbox movie can sell. I can see the like the demographic that's that's uh catered to. There's a lot of car nuts. <laughs> so is Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which is just real steel, right? Oh, like, it's a real steel part three. 
<laughs> like it's just that's just real steel. But I was looking through their properties, Mattel's properties. That's how I found out. That's how I figured out it was uh, Matchbox, etc. And apparently, they have a property called Dose. So it's a like f- the the second part to Uno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Why? Does it, I, oh my God! When there are two cards to go, don't forget to yell those. <laughs> wow! Is, who? I, someone got promoted over this. <laughs> you know, someone I was, was like, to say, "I mean, I know we have we, Uno, but what about those?" Like, <laughs> you know, that works. Sell that. Market it. Sell it. Wrap it up. Put it out there. Damn it, Johnson! That's the best idea you've ever had. <laughs> the entire time you've been here. Ridiculous! <laughs> I know they're doing an American Girls movie, uh, which is that you know that that doll, American Girl. Oh wow! I don't know, man. I and again, there were so many other reasons why Barbie worked, aside from the fact that everyone knows that Barbie is a property. I think people like Margot Robbie. I think a lot of the trailers and the memes helped carry the movie. Oh yeah, uh, to, it was to where it's at culture. now. <laughs> I don't think that the rest of this stuff is gonna get that. I don't think we're memeing Hot Wheels, but I might be wrong. You know, maybe oh, this yeah. is the the film. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let me find out that the Hot Wheels makes more money than like eight of the Fast and Furious movies combined, or something. You like, gonna oh, see Marvel God. start? Marvel's gonna start making fucking sorry and shit. It's gonna be fucking. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, Clue, Battlefield. Air trap. Well. Is it Battlefield? Oh, Battleship. Yeah. Battleship. Battleship. Yeah, Battleship didn't do well, so we we shall see. Um, but yeah, Battleship uh, was basically Transformers and Pacific Rim <laughs> together with with uh, Rihanna. I just always with remember that somehow, somehow, some way they got Rihanna for that. <laughs> I was like, okay, she was bored. She was bored. She was had. She was in between albums. <laughs> yeah. So, it looks like all of our heroes will be going to battle with various toy brands in theaters for the foreseeable future. And again. Some of this speculation was out prior to Barbie even premiering. The fact that it's almost a half a billion, a lot of these are just going to get made. Because as we talk about constantly here, studios always learn the wrong lesson all the time. Uh, and the lesson they're going to learn from this is that the reason why this is was successful is because Barbie's a toy. So, oh, I already said it, but they're doing a Viewfinder movie. Do you remember what the Viewfinder was? Is that the thing where you you put it to your to your face and there's like slides in it? Yes. And you like yes. You look at different things. Yes. It, okay. If that doesn't have a VR spin on it, I don't I don't see how this movie's That's, gonna work. They would have to like get teleported to the different right like yeah like your mind just gets sent there. Like yeah, that, that, would, that would that would that would be the crazy. only thing that'll make that movie slap, and then you just get stuck there. You know, or a bunch of people get stuck there, and they gotta. But then it's out just Jumanji at that point, right? If you get stuck in like the jungle, isn't that just Jumanji at that point? Oh, Mattel, absolutely ridiculous. But hey, but go get that money. I ain't mad. Ain't nobody else doing it. Go ahead and do what you gotta All do. Right. I mean, you said it earlier. It does seem like a lot of these studios are just making movies, and not even trying to compete with Marvel or just what's 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 hot, which is comic book uh, centered media. Because even mm-hmm. back in the day, at 20, 20, 30 years ago, there was like a, a trend at the early 2000s. It was like nothing but scary movies because of, you know, uh, Scream. 
And then all the slasher films with Halloween and, you know, Nightmare Before Elm Street leading the way up for Jigsaw and, uh, you know, I just said Scream and, you know, Final Destination. Then after that, we had a bunch of comedy movies up from like after the 2000s to 2010. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Seth Rogen right? Yeah, Seth Rogen, Will Ferrell, like Rob Schneider, uh, um, Danny uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yep, you know, yep, it was yep, like yep. it was nothing but in all the parody movies too, from you know, the date movie, scary movie, you know, all that. And then once comedy movie movies start really dropping, when Iron Man first came out, you know, Batman. Well, not only say Batman, but Batman did pave the way back in the early '90s that comic movies can be a thing, but they didn't hit their stride until the 2010s, basically, when Iron Man dropped and Batman Begins came out. It was like, yo, comic movies are a thing. And now yeah. we're in this trend now. And right now, these studios don't understand that just like in the days of old, where it's nothing but com like uh, cowboys and Indians, like media for like decades. Mm -hmm. We're in that trend right now. We're going to see nothing but comic media for the next 40 years. And these studios need to get that. <laughs> I honestly feel like, you know, what we're going to be talking about later today, it was just like, we need to make money, pull a book off the shelf. We're doing this not to say that the book is any Facts. bad but no, no one knew much about it prior to it and there's so many movies of this era that are just like a graphic novel ad adapted you know whatever like we just we did i killed giants not too long ago and that you know they just made that into a movie so it's like they learned the wrong lessons for the comic book stuff too you know like they, they they go oh they like any comic book so we'll just do and you'll just make any comic book movie and it's like no obviously uh, as we'll talk about later, they don't all—they're not all successful. Right now, comic book movies are good. You know, we have our hit and misses. Yeah, you know, we have you our. Gotta, we you gotta know it. Boy three. It goes back to it goes back to the things like we were talking about with Barbie. Like the IP is strong, yes, but the story has to be strong, or else it doesn't go anywhere. Facts. You know, facts, um, facts. people people are watching more media now than I think the human race ever has. So to impress to shock to surprise whatever you want to call it you gotta be up at yeah yeah you have to play at a higher level i think now um more even with animation right like i remember yeah. animation that i remember back in the day a kid's movie you turned your brain off as an adult because you're like it's just gonna be a bunch of whatever now it's like existential crisis and you know uh society stuff. We just, themes. Did, we just did namona <laughs> right where one of the characters can contemplate suicide like it's it's bonkers um because you need that level of gravity to some of these things it's not just the book on itself what is a book or this character or this lesson that we're trying to learn from this whole property um or we'll just do viewfinder and we'll see how that how that, how that works <laughs> uh, not viewfinder but oh i got another rumor about brave captain america brave new world that All right. Sam is going to form a basically a new big three with Shuri and Shang-Chi. That would be cool. pretty interesting. You know, a nice little combination, uh, blending of all three of their worlds, I want to say. Yeah. Just like how Tony, Steve, and uh, Thor was. And also another uh, rumor that Thor is going to be leading the, I guess, this rad, the new team of Avengers in Kang Dynasty. Interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, Loki. Loki drops later this year. I think Loki will give us our best idea as to how they're going to handle the Kang situation because we all know oh, yeah. he was like entrenched 
in in that series. So, um, we'll, you know, I guess we'll see then if they're still planning to go the same route. But again, Disney had came out and said, or Bob Iger had came out and said that they were trying to slow down things in general to make things better. Um, so we will see. I People are hu- hungering for the Avengers. I want to see if an Avengers movie drops, if like the normies come back out. I'm very interested to see, or if they're completely burnt out at this point, you know, um, that it doesn't matter what film came out when Spider-Man No Way Home came out, $2 billion, you know, post end game, post all that kind of stuff made $2 billion because people know that property, knew those characters, knew those actors. Um, so I'll be very interested in seeing if they can make a spectacle big enough to get all those people back on board. Regardless, I don't care. Me and you are already sitting at the front row. doesn't really matter. No one else is at this theater. This is my favorite movie, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, I want to see how society shifts because Marvel had a stranglehold on things for a while. And one could argue they still do. You know, their movies still make tons of money and still have a bunch of promotion. Oh, yeah. They probably have the, the most well-known characters in cinema currently. But uh, it's not going to be forever. And now that they've seen what Barbie can do, we're going to start getting some very weird IP projects out moving forward. So I could see them wanting to establish a new Avengers team, whether it be the Young Avengers, whether it be Sam's makeshift Avengers, or whether it be the outright Avengers that are in Kang Dynasty. Um, they, they, they need poster people, again, poster children for their uh, property. So I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, that's all I got for news so far. I mean, well, look forward to seeing a trailer for the X-Men, the new X-Men 92 animated series. Another yep, yep. final trailer for the Marvels coming out soon. Uh, a first look at Deadpool 3, possibly. And a trailer for uh, Brave New World on Horizon. Strange enough. And Loki Season 2. Yeah, I wish we had a special presentation this year, but it looks like that special presentation might be Echo. <laughs> so that might, uh, you know, that might just be what that is this year. But we got to thank a Rob the Marvel God doing his due diligence, coming in with the juiciest pieces of news, rumors, and speculation. Thank you, a Rob the Marvel God, for bringing us the news. R.I.P.D. also marketed as R.I.P.D. Rest in Peace Department because that's always a good sign, right? Whenever they have two titles, <laughs> um, right. it's a 2013 uh, post-apocalyptic science fiction supernatural action comedy horror film starring <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. The film was directed by Robert Schwen key and written by phil hay and matt mans freddie based on the 1999 comic r.i.p.d by peter m lenkoff this was just a four issue run it wasn't like an incredibly intensive comic i think they might have ended up sequelizing or even prequelizing it but you know when i looked it up it was a four issue uh four issue run the film stars kevin bacon mary louise parker stephanie stazdak and marissa miller the film was a box office bomb, grossing $78 million on a $130 million budget and was met with negative reviews. A direct-to-DVD prequel, RIPD2, Rise of the Damned, was released on November 5th, 2022. I ironically started watching RIPD2 through on one of my pirated sites because, first of all, this movie is nowhere. 
I don't know if you if you bumped into that as well. This movie is yeah. nowhere. If you want to watch it, they make you pay for it, which maybe they're hoping to get their budget back because uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I want to say. Uh, that's second, not happening. Second thing, yeah, I'm watching R.I.P.D. two. I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And then it goes, boom, R.I.P.D. two, <laughs> Rise of the Dead. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I see R.I.P.D. one. That's what I came here for. But yeah, ten years ago, in July of 2013 this film dropped the same year that again Hugh Jackman is solidifying his role as Wolverine in The Wolverine can't can't help but feel a little bit bad about um uh Ryan Reynolds in this but what is your history with this film I've never seen it so I'll give my uh, opinion after yours but had you seen this film um if you did does it hold up better on a rewatch if you didn't what did you think I when I so I have no history with this film at all. So I can't <laughs> okay. completely bind. But I knew of the comic, which made me remember the comic when you talked about I'm like, oh oh when you oh okay. It was like one of those moments like, oh, this is based off the the Dark Host comic. Okay. Yes. Yep. Got yep, it. Yep. So going in completely blind, I was like, Oh, this is basically the adventures of Wade Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just chalked this up to Ryan Reynolds' like discography of just Yeah, if you look at his career before Deadpool, you can just look at it like this is Wade Wilson and then now it's Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, do you think it deserved to bomb? Ah Oh man, <laughs> the CGI was hurting my feelings. But the I, I thought if they read it off more as a comedy movie, I think it would have did so much better. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, so my thoughts on the film is I don't think this is the worst comic book movie of all time. I think it currently, oh, yeah, no. I think it currently sits at like a 12, bro, on Rotten Tomatoes. And there's a like, whole host of films I would put, above, you know, uh, um, th- this film oh, yeah. above. I'm just um, thinking of a few right now, like Elektra, uh, Catwoman, uh, Hellboy 3, uh, Fantastic Four 2, yeah. um, uh, fan, Fan-Astic, <laughs> <Fan-forced> <laughs> the reboot, <laughs> Fan-Forced-Stick, like, there's well, like a bunch of Origins, they put the Origins, I had to, uh, Bat Nipples, <laughs> <laughs> I, again, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think one of the things that makes this movie not that bad, in my opinion, is that it's 90 minutes. It's so yeah. open and shut. It's super quick. A lot of the movies that you mentioned, I'm sitting there at the hour and 45 minute mark like, what? You're not even doing anything. Like, get somewhere, <laughs> go somewhere, do something. I think of Electra, bro. Like, I think that movie just, like, Man. stops at a certain point. It just hits a wall. It and does. just doesn't do anything. It does. Oh, my gosh. I fall um, asleep watching Electra, and I don't fall asleep watching comic book movies, but Electra, like, I was like, okay. Snores fast. Yeah, R.I.P.D. It has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, certified rotten. God it's damn. lower than Spirit of Vengeance. I enjoy Spirit of Vengeance. I just lo- I loved all the Ghost Rider. 
it was the first time they would realize they they couldn't be ridiculous. Like he is ridiculous, or so just be ridiculous. Like the whole flat flaming chainsaw thing and him pissing fire and all that kind of stuff. Right, was, like was, that was that was fun. <laughs> I can best describe this, and this is also possibly the reason why it didn't. I think it didn't do well for two reasons. One, the year before, the year of, and the year after probably give us the cinema that is comic book films right 2012 mm-hmm. we get avengers we get dark knight rises um the wolverine it was pretty good and at least more gory than they're used to we get falc i mean we get a winter soldier guardians of the galaxy you know what i'm saying like things that were rechanging the genre and this felt like a in my honest opinion it felt like men in black plus ghostbusters like it just was those two things, Little and it bit. very, it very heavily, I feel like took from Men in Black, where one guy had a partner, doesn't have that partner anymore, gets saddled with a young rookie who might be brash, but also might have just what it takes to be great on the force, and the old guy <laughs> warms up to him, and as he throws him headfirst into the crazy world that he now has to live in. It's like it's a, it's all it's all basically men in black, but I'm like, I'm like is, is that a trope? I think you just described the trope. Yes, <laughs> yes. The, divorced of everything else though. Like I think if I would have seen the movie at the time, I would have hated it because again, what it was going up against. But we're reaching yeah. this point now. We're reaching this point now of like terrible movies that I think um are like some of the worst. Like there's less and less excuses. I know where, I can see the seams of where the excuses and where this movie falls off. In my opinion, the reason why it cost so much was half the CGI done in this was done in broad daylight. Something very rarely done. They very rarely do such huge CGI set pieces in broad daylight because it's more expensive. You have to deal with lighting and shadows and shades and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think the Dettos needed to be CGI. They probably should have found some way to do it uh, practically, and they would have been fine. You know, like, this has, like, a big CGI third act that I didn't think was all that big. You know, like, they could have toned down several layers in this. Um, I'll go on the record of saying I don't think there can be a bad Jeff Bridges performance, uh, even though he is literally literally Foghorn Leghorn in this film. He's Foghorn Leghorn, he's Yosemite <laughs> Sam, he's literally the Colonel Sanders of this movie. I say, I say, hey, rookie, hey, rook, I say, I say, <laughs> don't you know a dead when you see one? And I'm just like, this guy is absolutely ridiculous in this. And yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. He's Hal Jordan, he's Wade Wilson, he's everything he's been, he's Van Wilder, he's everything he's been in up until this point. But again... I didn't really mind it. Like, I didn't hate it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's some movies, bro, I'm Same. watching them, like, be done. Be d- I laughed in theaters at Hellboy 3. When it got to that third act, and they're just destroying the London Bridge out of nowhere, people oh, just yeah. popping up out of nowhere, I actively laughed. I went, what is going on? <laughs> I do not understand what is going on. This movie has left me. It, it's picked up its stuff and has walked away, and it's left me in the dust. Um... That's some thunder going on over here. I must have said something re- reckless. Hellboy's coming after me. But yeah, this was not, at no point was this <laughs> offensive. At no point was this like, 
ah, uh, you know, again, because we watched so much, there was definitely points where I was like, oh, I, I, I get where this is going. I know where this is going kind of stuff. Um, right. But past that, like, what, once they set up the initial conceit of the heist, I'm like, you're not, he, you're not lasting in this, bro. <laughs> the way Kevin Bacon was looking at you, bro, you're not, that's not, you're not long for this world. He was like, oh, so you want to snitch? Okay. <laughs> come over here, come over here with me real quick. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Um, but yeah, I think we've we've given people a, a pretty good look at the film. If you are ready, I'd like to get into our full recap and review. It's a bit short, and a lot of it I got from um, a Wikipedia designed explicitly for this film for some strange reason. Uh, but I also got a bit of trivia and some notes about this film that we'll go through. But if you're ready, we can go ahead and jump right in. Heard that? I'm ready to begin. But before we start, I'd like to say that I would like to rate this film like yes. a solid six and a half out of ten, just because of that CGI. Yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. Also, like just off the rewatch, like watching this in 2023, not watching it when it first came out. Just, huh? This is a pretty and funny movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, like we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, let's get so. <laughs> Uh, Boston Police Department detectives Nick Walker and Bobby Hayes uh, stole a chest full of gold found during a drug bust, and Nick buries his share of the gold in his backyard, intending to use it to create a better life for himself and his wife, Julia. However, he regrets his decision and informs Hayes he intends to return the gold. Later, during a raid on a warehouse, Nick and Hayes get into a shootout with the criminals, and Hayes kills Nick to prevent him from returning the gold framing one of the criminals for the murder. So that's the setup. That's the conceit early on. I've never seen the actress who plays Julia before or since. Right, do you yeah, recognize see, I that? Thought, I thought that was like, I was like, is that Vanessa from Deadpool? Like, no, that's not Vanessa. Is that Vanessa? Like, I kept asking myself, it's like, is that her mom? Like, who is that? Oh, wait, uh, that <laughs> looks familiar. <sighs> She's the um wow, talk about alumni. She is the short haired extremist woman from Iron Man 3. Oh the, the, the one that gets killed by the microwave. Wow. Yeah, she's, she's the one that gets killed by the microwave. Interesting. Huh. I'm trying to look, I'm trying to see other things that she's just been in a lot of TV stuff. Um Apparently, I'm trying to. She was in dinner for Smucks. Uh, I couldn't recognize. I couldn't remember who was in that in general, so I couldn't recognize it. But yeah, French actress um, in this. And oh my gosh, even when we get to like her, how they end things with her, I was like, whoa. When they thought they were going in one way, I was like, are you guys really about to say like, oh no, we're good? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what do you think of the this setup, this conceit? We see Nick, you know, literally bury gold underneath an orange tree, lie straight up to his girl about it, and then feel guilty about it. Um, how do you feel about the whole cop on the take uh, scenario they've set up here? Oh, man, I was like, ah, uh, good, good intentions done with bad acts. Oh, that's bad cop, bad copying 101. <laughs> but it was pretty quick. I like how quick they set up the first act. So, you know, they set the premise right there and then like we see the character's motivation we see the situation that he's placed in and we see this new fantastical world as basically going to be deadpool 3 in some way shapes or form <laughs> yes, yes running yes. through the tva 
So yeah. I, I was here for it. Like, like back, like in 2013, I could see like that was probably like pretty crazy to see on screen. Like how, that concept of the afterlife and how the the wave station works and going up or down. You know, I was like, okay. It was some pretty concepts back then. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also like I said, man. They kind of make it a bit obvious, like just tells him right then and there. Doesn't think about a plan to tell him or how he's going to get out of this situation. He just says, I'm out. Absolutely nothing ever goes right when you say that you're, I'm getting out of the, I'm getting out of the business. I'm getting out. You know, you're just basically, you're a snitch at that point. You're a loose end. And Kevin Bacon doesn't deal with loose ends, in my opinion. I do appreciate Kevin Bacon being a good uh, antagonist. I haven't seen him in an antagonistic role since uh, X-Men First Class Rule. So it's great yeah. to see Kevin Bacon, like, just like, ah, he's he's being an asshole. Uh, sounds yeah. familiar. Is there, I think there's a family guy joke about that. <laughs> were you were you surprised at all when he got shot? When, when he shot um, Ryan Reynolds' character? Oh, no. As soon as they had that locker room discussion, I'm like, ooh, you're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, while ascending through a tunnel to, in the sky to the afterlife, Nick is pulled into the office of Mildred Proctor, head of the Boston Police Department Rest and Peace Department, uh, an agency that recruits deceased police officers to patrol the afterlife and capture quote-unquote deados, spirits that fail to cross over and return to Earth as monstrous ghosts who are capable of great destruction. Nick agrees to join the RIPD after Proctor explains that it would stave off a potentially negative final judgment for at least a century and meets his new partner, Roy Pulsifer, a crusty ex-US marshal who lived in the 1980s. In a Reddit MMA, Jeff Bridges said that he enjoyed making the movie with the cast and crew but attributed its failures to studio interference. Bridges said, the suits just cut it against the grain, and I thought screwed it up. He described the film as underwhelming. And originally, Zach Galifianakis was originally cast as Roy, but he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. Could you have seen this film with Ryan Reynolds and Zach Galifianakis? See, now, hearing that definitely would have been like, okay, this is this is a comedy film. If Zach Galifianakis yeah. and Ryan Reynolds, oh, my God. Hilarious. But Jeff Bridges brought the fire. I thought him and Ryan Reynolds together, the comedy, the back and forth was just, it was there. I love seeing Jeff Bridges in his old-timey Western, you know, accent. <laughs> yeah. Hangover 3 comes out around this time around 2013 yeah 2013 so. yeah so he my man oh, yeah. was busy but yeah i i think i think if i can't help but feel like jeff bridges had fun in this role he's oh, so yeah, ridiculous and his sayings and stuff like that like i was it's infectious when you see somebody looking like they're enjoying what they're doing and he looks like he's having a lot of fun in this and um usually ryan reynolds is not playing off of someone that kind of cool like he doesn't care he gives Roy a bunch of shit, and Roy's like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't even know what you're doing here. So um, I like that as well. Again, real Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith vibes coming from those two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick and Roy return to Earth to attend Nick's funeral, where Nick learns RIPD officers are assigned avatars, which is how humans perceive them. Nick is an elderly Chinese man, Jerry Chen, and Roy is an attractive Russian woman, Opal 
Pavlenko. After failing to communicate with Julia, Nick accompanies Roy to the apartment of a suspect, Stanley Nolicki, who resorts to his monstrous form via cumin powder and tries to escape, resulting in Roy pushing Nick out of a 20-story building uh, and is eventually killed by Roy with a soul-killer bullet that erases him from the cosmos. Um, what do you think about that whole funeral scene where um, Roy's like, hey, I'm just going to let you deal with it. Take your time with it. You know, you know, this is a sad moment. For, he's like, shut up. Shut up. I thought that was really well done. The whole thing, just everything from the movie. It, this is all like, it, this is a comedy movie. Just because of that, I'm like, this is heavy. And you're not letting this man have his moment. He's yeah. like, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep doing my thing while you're being all sad and depressed. You don't have to be sad and depressed, but. I see yeah. you all said like I'm like, dude. <laughs> and then he'll do something like you can't do that, and then Ryan Reynolds will try it, and he'll be like, I "Told you you couldn't do it." <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of that. Where he's like, "Don't walk up to her because if you try to walk up to her, you're, she's not going to see you the way that you think you see oh, yourself." Oh yeah. And he what, tries what did you think it, of the? And it didn't work. Uh, no, I like I like the actor who plays the the <laughs> the old Chinese man because he's been. In yeah, I was about to say like, what what did you think of the the avatars? I, th- I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but, it, it, uh, like, I have questions about, like, later on. Like, later on, there's a full-on shootout with a grappling hook and someone's being drugged. Like, what do they people see then? Like, what happens in those moments? Because there's moments where, like, yeah, it's an old man holding a banana, but what happens when he fires? What comes out of the – does right. something come out of the banana? They, I did remember I, – I, I was asking those same questions, and they did kind of answer them for me. Like, it just, it literally is like – it looks like a crazy old Asian dude just pointing <laughs> with, a with a banana. And, and the girl has a hair dryer. That's her yeah. That's her thing. That's her gun, uh, if you will. So, um, yep, yep. Pieces of gold identical to the ones Nick stole are found in Nolicki's possessions and logged into evidence. Dun, dun, dun. What's with the gold? What's with the gold? Nick and Roy then meet with Elliot, Roy's informant. This is the pug part of the uh, Men in Black uh, <laughs> film where they go to talk to their informant and shake him up a bit. Uh, he's a Red Sox fan who is set up to make an exchange with someone revealed to be Hayes. Nick and Roy follow him to Nick's house where Hayes retrieves Nick's share of the gold. Kind of in a, I mean, the guy shot him. So he's, how evil can you be? But the guy's like, oh, by the way, didn't you know your husband was, was a dirt bag and he actually buried uh-huh. gold in the backyard? Uh, I can prove it to you. Watch. And I'm like, oh, oh. oh this shit's a bit rough. Um, and Jeff Bridges still being an asshole the whole way through. Like, I bet, I bet he's sleeping with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why would he do all this? Why would he go up to all this trouble if he ain't? I'm like, yo, you're you're not helping matters, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I it you can really tell that it that it bothered Nick for Julia to think that Nick was dirty, right? Because really, he kind of really got killed coming clean. Character. Yeah, right. right yeah, because he he didn't want nothing to do with it. He really was. Go, like, would he was he really going to bury it and just leave it buried like for just ever? Because like right. that's pretty dope. He's going to let an orange tree just grow over this. I think he would. I think he would have used the money. I think at one point he would have came clean and he would have, or he would have found a way to like deposit it and then used it over time. I don't think he was giving it back. I just think he was done taking. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 
I can see that because um, I'm like, you try to start a family, man. That's a lot of that's a lot of gold. That's that's college fun. College and getting cheaper, big fella. And he kind of, she he kind of tells her that, right? Because they're playing around in bed or whatever. And he's like, all oh, that stuff that you want costs a little bit of money. Money's not really right. easy to go come by these days. And I'm like, damn. Um. So. Uh, Nick and Roy follow him to Nick's house where Hayes retrieves Nick's share of the gold, leading to Julia to believe Nick was corrupt after a brief confrontation between Roy and Nick over some stolen gold. Because I like that too. Roy like, Roy's like, why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> you know, he <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, he does not take too kindly to the fact that uh, uh, Nick might have been dirty. And I also like that they both were shot. But because Roy was shot at like the eighteen hundreds, he like died over time. <laughs> like he, he caught like a disease, and he said like coyotes, coyotes were eating his face. Oh my god! Oh my god! I hope, we're gonna come back to that coyotes eating. He he refers to himself just getting dispatched to the afterlife yeah. at every chance he gets. If the buzzers ate my eyeballs out, the coyotes ate my face, the vultures buzz <laughs> got my skin. Like oh my god! Do you just remember? Everything oh you died, Sway. At Dead. one point like he fought a revolutionary. At one point he tried to like like you know, he's trying to like get on the same page with him and stuff. And he's like, Man, a coyote made love to my skull. <laughs> you know, like he tried, <laughs> that, like, how could you hate this part, movie, bro? Like what are you that talking part about? Genuinely, that part genuinely made me die laughing. He was like, A coyote made love to my skull. I was like <laughs> I, he's like, do you know you know what that's called? And he's like, yes, I do. Yeah, I'm like, what is this thing? What is this movie? But again, you know, everyone's <gasps> having a freaking blast, so I can't be upset. Um, this movie, it, 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 I wish it had a better reception because it's definitely a comedy movie for me. I also gotta see how it was marketed. They might have marketed it all shitty too, where they thought it was like a buddy cop action thing, where it should have, like you said, been, been yeah. more of a comedy. Yeah, because I remember the marketing, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jonah Hex was coming out this time around too, if I'm not mistaken. It was a lot of weird cowboy themed movies, because there was that one cowboy space movie too. Oh, Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, I think so. That came out around that time too. Yeah. People are weird. Uh, the duo tails Hayes to a public bus depot where he gives the gold to a large ginger sideburned dedo named Pulaski. This is the, the Elvis looking dude. Right. Uh, <laughs> the duo corner Pulaski and try intimidating him by threatening to expose his true form, but he says, screw it. And he like shoves all the cumin in his face and then becomes a big ugly dedo. Escaping causes enough destruction due to Nick and Roy's intervention that it makes national news. So they get in trouble because you know, you're off the case. I think even he says, like, don't be cliche. Like, you know, like. <laughs> right. You know, I'm thinking. Um, so that's literally what happened. You know what? You two got called from higher up. The the Eternals is what they call them. Uh, you're off the case. Um, and the next day you're going to end up being erased because we don't need you anymore. The only reason why you're here was because you're our IPD. Um, and I love how he's like, I'm not going to be here anymore. And Roy's like, you weren't even here in, like, in the first place. Like, what are you talking you gonna die like again, Roy, basically. Roy is an asshole, and I love it. Oh, my favorite part is when he lost his hat. He was pissed I, for the rest I of the movie. I felt for my mans. I felt for my mans. He's like, I'm a hat dude. I always wear hats, man. I was like, oh, yeah. he ain't gonna wear a hat for the rest of the movie? Damn. 
Yeah, he was so pissed off about that hat. He was literally, you know, had something in his crawl, the whole film about that. And what about, what did you think about the whole, like, him and Proctor, uh, former relationship? I was like, I was like is there something there? Was it, Did they date back in, like, you know, the old West 1800 during the Civil War era? Like, what, what was going on here? We, we don't know how long his ass been, uh, oh, she's been working there, I guess, is what I was want to say. We know how long he's been working there. He's been dead since the 1800s. So, I don't know. They get the mustache must do it for her, bro. You know, had to. It had, it had to be, or his whole his whole aesthetic in general, just a yeehaw. We also learned the piece of gold are components to the staff of Jericho, a mystical device that could reverse the tunnel that transports the dead into the afterlife, returning them to Earth. Thought that was pretty par for the course. My my first question was like, who made that and why? Yeah, right. Um, and I love that we're it's 2013. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get a sky beam, baby. <laughs> Everything get, gets a sky beam. Getting Suicide a sky, squad, beam. sky beam. Avengers sky beam. <laughs> Rift, I'm sky beam. I'm telling you, Fantastic Four. They had a sky beam and that to the negatives of Fat Four Stick. I mean, or whatever sky beam. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, Nick and Roy visit Hayes, who quickly finds out who they are and reveals himself to be a Ditto. That I wish wasn't the case. I wish he was just a jerk who like was friends with Dettos. The fact that he was a Dedo made it a little bit on the nose. Because then that, like that was a twist for me. Yeah. I don't understand the necessity of it though, is I guess my issue. Um I could see like if he had a dead wife and he was normal, that he would help the Dettos bring the dead to earth kind of stuff. But that means that he was a Dedo when he was on, on the PD. What was the eventuality of that? What was that going to lead? You know what I'm saying? Like, where does that go? Right. If, if Ryan Reynolds doesn't um, quit or get out of the corrupt police force, what happens next? Do they just keep being buddy cops while he's a Dedo? Does, do they, does he try to kill him anyway to steal the gold to build this machine? I don't know. It just felt weird to me. And then... They make him like a weird CGI monster, which just cost him money. They just could have just had Kevin Bacon be Kevin Bacon. I think he looks pretty evil when he wants to. But they like cracked his head <laughs> open. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it wasn't even good pretty... CGI at that. Like he he looks like him. See, he he looked exactly like himself, but with cracks in his face. It's Kevin Bacon, but it's crispy bacon. Right, I, <laughs> and I'm a fan of crispy bacon, but not in this sense. Also, um. It wasn't enough to pay. To, like, I don't think it's worth the money. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, I don't think it was yeah. worth the money to to for the reveal. And I think I think it's better if he's not. But we have to arrest him so then he can do the Joker. Oh, yeah, because this this yeah this does come out after Dark Knight. So they arrest him. So I, it was always my plan to be arrested, kind of stuff. Um. Anyway. Uh, they bring him to the RIPD headquarters where he and other Dettos manage to escape using a device Hayes had with him that freezes all the RIPD officers, but not the Dettos. And after stealing components of the staff of Jericho, they return to Earth. I did like that there's seemingly a frequency that stops the RIPD, but doesn't stop the Dettos. My question when that happened, I'm like, who made that and why? <laughs> yeah, they didn't explain that at all. But I love... At all. 
I love both Roy and uh, Nick trying their hardest in suspended animation to still aim their guns and shoot their uh, respective targets. Um, it kind of showed them fighting against the grain. It was pretty cool. Uh, Nick and Roy get free of the device and end up in a showdown with some of the Dettos who use soul killers to erase several of the RIPD officers. So now there's some stakes because they can feel the pain of the of those bullets as well. Humans can't though. Um, while the Dettos assemble the staff of Jericho, Hayes, who resorts to his monstrous form, kidnaps Julia to use her as a human sacrifice to open open uh, open the portal. Nick and Roy arrive, and after killing Dettos, including Pulaski, Nick goes to save Julia while Roy destroys the staff of Jericho and saves the city. I love that Roy had no idea how to destroy this thing. <laughs> it reminded me of, of uh, Avengers, you know, and they're like, uh, do I just pull it out? Do I, like, what am I supposed to do with this? He's like shaking it, and he can't figure out what to do. He sees a truck. He's like, oh, I'll just throw the truck on it. He's pulling and it's not necessarily working. I thought that was super oh that was super fun. Because right. usually these guys are too cool for school. They know exactly what to do. So I love that he's like, right. I'll destroy it. Wait, how? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's why I was saying this is a it's it's a comedy movie because like you said, it like in those situations they they just figure out exactly how to science they math their way out of the situation. But no, my boy Roy said, when in doubt smash it yep smash so yeah he ends up putting a truck and he manages to destroy the staff of jericho um nick kills hayes but hayes stabs fatally stabs julia who succumbs to her who succumbs to her wounds and she and nick share a teeth a tearful goodbye and i'm like this better not be this film's happy ending that now this woman is dead and now going to be with Ryan Reynolds. There's nothing happy about that. Like, there's, it's almost twisted and kind of dark. A little bit. Like, so they're happy, so they're happy and deaf together now? Does and what about their families? Her, her family, his family, like, all, that whole situation. And I, I could already see the post-credit, not the post-credit, but the ending of Men in Black 2, where the female is the, they got, they put her on the team. Uh, the, oh, the, yeah. The examiner. So I'm like, oh, dude, yep, I can already see it. You know, she's going to have the black shades and everything. But no, she is revived in the hospital and begins recovery. I thought one of the cool parts about this film was this idea that Roy kind of lays it out. Hey, you are never coming back. Like, never. So you need to get over this now because if you love her, loving her means being willing to see her be happy with somebody else, which is going to happen. And I was like, damn, that's... Yeah, you can't. That, that, that's heavy. Like, there's no Dragon Balls in this universe. Sorry. Yeah, because he does try to reach out to her on the on the on the track when he finds oh, out he has a several occasions. Oh and my basically, god! Basically, like touches her face without her permission as an old ass Chinese man. So <laughs> that kind of been great, right? But um, that was hilarious watching. You know, just like if you imagine. You think you're this handsome dude, but lo and behold, you're some old Asian fellow. Yeah. He's trying to like look in her eyes and be dreamy, and I'm like, I don't think you know how this looks on the outside, bro. Right? And I'm like, that. That's that comedy. I love it. So good. Um. So the, yeah, it was Proctor that brought her back to life as a favor to Nick. She reinstates Nick. 
um, who get who is let off without. I like this part. She's like, Nick, you're reinstated. Uh, you, you know, we're just gonna let you go with, with just a warning. And he's like, okay. He's like, Roy, you're reinstated too, but we're adding fifty three years to your <laughs> to your sentence. <laughs> And he gets all upset. And he gets all, you know, rough and tumble with it. And then she puts the hat on his head. And they kind of like flirt around a little bit. And um, I was like, oh. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds was like, ew. <laughs> like, what that's got to be. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. When, you know, she bit, when she Billy Goat bit oh, his that's beard. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, she bit his beard. I was thinking it was something about the beard, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, she bit the man's beard. And Ryan Reynolds is like, I want none of this. Um <laughs> And so, like, they're they're back, they're back on the forest, knowing that Nick is unhappy with his avatar. Roy, he's like, bro, don't worry, man. I know you didn't like that little that little Chinese man. So I, I pulled some strings, got you someone even better. Um, turns out it's like a Girl Scout. It's a ten year old Girl Scout with braces, the whole nine. Um, and yeah, they get in their car and they drive away. I thought this film was harmless, bro. I thought it was quite a laugh once you go in knowing that it's a comedy or that it's going to be a bit funny. Um, right. and I'm, I'm kind of upset that they like, they went so hard against it, but again, we, we still got lessons to learn in CGI, right? We got, come on. Ooh, like you, yeah. you cut costs. Yeah. You didn't need, I mean, I got to read the comic and I wanted to before this, but to be honest, when I kept looking for it, I kept getting like bugs and stuff. So, um, I want to see how horrific the dettos are there because in all honesty, I don't think you need them to be horrific they could just be zombies and the walking dead does it with like ripped shirts and and paint and stuff you know so it's like i've seen a little bit of the imagery of the dettos from the comic and yeah no they toned them they toned them down completely from the comic in the comic they're complete like marvel like marvel monsters and demons and like just all types of uh just monstrosities I mean, they look like monstrosities in the movie, but they look humanoid, you know. Yeah, like, you can see, you can you can tell the base, but some of the ones in the comedy they look like something from Hellboy, you know. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And again, like the transformation doesn't really look great, you know. Right, and it's not CGI. Like, <laughs> like, come on, like, like, hey, you said it. These these studios gotta learn. They can't cut corners. I th- again, similarly, I thought the bones of this was fine. I don't think anyone would rub up against anything that happens in this. I think it's the visuals that really get it. And yeah, again, yeah, same. in a world where you've already seen the Dark Knight, you've already seen Avengers, Guardians is on the on the cusp, and then the Winter Soldier, this thing didn't right. stand a chance. Yeah, and like this came out in 2013. I think in that same year, Man of Steel and Iron Man 3 came out. So, yeah. I mean, it's talking visuals. Those movies are visually were amazing. <laughs> Downright. And I, and I will say this, you know, for all of his, you know, uh, efforts and energy, I really hope that Ryan Reynolds guy bounces back. You know, I hope he finds a comic book property and a character that, you know, suits him, possibly lead to a trilogy of sorts, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You know, and, and, and I hope he gets the superhero redemption he deserves because my man was fishing for a while. He was looking and uh, was. this wasn't it. This wasn't it. Or maybe it was it just at a different time. You know, if this would have came out on Amazon Prime this week, no one would have batted an eye. Again, CGI aside. But um, yeah, pretty simple story. Um, a crazy look back at 
10 years of comic book media as far as like where we've come where we come from and where we're trying to go to um super super interesting stuff so and it's very it's also very rare that a film will come out neither one of us have seen so i thought that that yeah. was pretty cool for us to get our first round um and again we've gone to the movies to see worse stuff in the last year and come back here and been like <laughs> you know so yeah lighthearted fun I'd recommend it. Like I, I would tell people to watch again. Ninety minutes, bro. Ninety minutes. Yo, some, you some... know, same thing. Same thing. I was really thinking I'll make a watch list just before Deadpool three, just so, like you could have like a nice fun romp with Ryan Reynolds or Wade Wilson, then yeah. Deadpool one, two, then three. <laughs> yeah, you can really see this man sharpening his katanas of skill in this film to eventually use right. elsewhere where he's right. uh, paid more money. <laughs> I've seen like with him, this and Hannibal and Blade, and then him and Musa a new guy and, and yeah. Green Lantern. Like I'm like, okay, I, I see, and you know how he was in Wolverine Origins. I'm like, he's been Deadpool this whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's just sharpening it. That's all he is. He's getting better. Get you know doing more stuff with veteran actors, and he's just getting it. Uh, and that that's what you hope to do over time. And that's what we hope to do here as part of the Major Issues Podcast is keep yeah, getting great. better over time. We are chugging a lugging or chug. Or that's how the train does chug a lug. Choo-choo. Uh, chugga, 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 chugga. We're chugging. We're chugging along to episode 300. Uh, so super excited about that. But we want to thank you for listening to this episode covering ripd um next week we'll be covering secret invasion and all of its spoilerific glory the good the bad and the green so get ready for all of that that's going to be a blast if you want to go back and check out because we have reviewed every single comic book movie to be released since 2017 so if you go back and we've done obviously some from prior but every single one since 2017 has been uh, recorded our thoughts on those and all of those episodes live at comicbookclick.com. Comicbookclick.com is our one stop for everything Comic Book Click. Our merchandise, articles written by us, and every single episode of Major Issues Podcast. That's over 290 episodes, which is over 580 hours of content at this point. Ooh. If you put every episode back to back, we'd have over 580 hours. <laughs> this sounds crazy. Uh, uh, you know, and and we do it for you guys. You guys have have uh, been so supportive of us uh, and, and this podcast. So I want to thank you guys first and foremost. And the, again, you can find every episode on comicbookclick.com, but also every episode exists wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFine, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Just search Major Issues Podcast and we'll be the first ones to pop up. We do all this free of charge, but there are several ways you can help support us. You can help support us monetarily, just straight up giving us money by going to CBC, I'm oh, sorry, uh, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, $3 for the entire month, we get a kickback of that. And it helps us uh, afford the hardware and the software that we need to keep giving you guys, uh, you know, free content each and every week. Whether that's microphones, audio cables, batteries, lights, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff costs money. We also pay money to host the website. We pay money to host our podcast. So any bit of donation helps. Um, we love doing this. Uh, and if you guys love what we do, it's always cool to help it make it a bit easier for us on this end. So thank you for those who become a Patreon. Um, you can go to comicbookclick.com and hit shop. Uh, comic book click and it'll take you to our t public store where you can buy mugs 
pillowcases, laptop cases, phone cases, banners, t-shirts, tank tops, sweaters, hoodies, and more, all with exclusive designs made by myself, whether they are comic book click themed or just all kinds of stuff. We have Moon Knight shirts in there, Spider-Man shirts in there. It's a hell of a time. So you buy one of those, not only do you walk away with a piece of one of a kind merchandise made by Comic Book Click, but we get a kickback for every single purchase made. So consider doing that. But the one thing you can do for free is rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Rate us five stars. Um, and we can end up showing up in people's feeds as they look for our kind of content. Because I do believe that while we have a pretty strong fan base, I do believe there's people still out there searching for us. And the best way they can find us is by getting a recommendation from their good old friend listening right now. Or if you keep giving us those five stars, uh, we will we'll, we'll pop up in more people's searches as they look for content like this. But we want you guys to be part of the conversation as well. So follow us all throughout social media, facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you could use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books, comic book media. I've been to the future uh, where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it yet because it will mess up the timeline and no one wants that to happen because I'm pretty sure in real life, Dwayne Johnson is a scroll. So hopefully yeah. that gets outed soon. The government's all on it. So we'll be finding out that information sometime soon. But that's all of our socials. Hey, Rob, tell the people where you're going to be. Oh, man, I am everywhere. I'm just like the Spider-Verse, man. I'm everywhere. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so all the social medias at A-Rob, the Marvel God on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. You can also find me on Twitch at Omega Avenger 26. I'm on there playing Marvel Snap. Catch me on there snapping on fools on, you know, Marvel's <laughs> latest and greatest addictive mobile game called Marvel Snap. It's, it's a collectible strategy game. Highly fun, highly addicting, highly recommended. Go play, come watch, come sit down. We can talk Marvel, we can talk strategy, we can talk shop, we can talk shit. <laughs> yeah. And next week we could talk some scrolls. Cause next week we're doing our secret invasion. And uh, I cannot wait for any of that. But. Yes. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I'm A-Rob, the Marvel God. And this has been our RIPD recap and review for its 10-year anniversary. And remember, whether you're a Deto, a Super Scroll, or a Merc with a Mouth, uh, <laughs> remember that with us, you're always part of the clique. Remember, legends never die. And always remember that you, yes you, are worthy.